Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Charity Stripe on a new generation of radio. The mightier 1090 AM, SoCal Sports Talk. We are back with our second segment, and we have guests. It's not just the three of us. We have fellow members of the 1090 program. We have one of the most legendary journalists in LA sports history, Arash Markazi, joining us, and Jihei Wiley, his lovely producer, hopping on as well to talk some LA sports. Before we get into that, Arash, doing some research, it says you're from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. So that's where I was born. I don't have any memories. I celebrated my first birthday in Los Angeles. I think so. Like my parents went to the University of Oklahoma and I was born there. And I think as soon as I was born, they hopped in a car and we moved to Los Angeles. So my birth certificate says Oklahoma. I have no actual connections to the great state of Oklahoma. We're just doing our due due diligence and making sure that you're not an OU fan. That's the most important thing that you don't. Well, I got to be honest. So my dad went to OU and Switzer was the coach at the time. And so, you know, when I went to USC, I became a USC fan. And so that was a little bit tough for the family when it was USC and OU playing in that championship game. It was not close, though. So but um, yeah, listen, I, I root for OU because my dad went there, but I am a USC fan. The Thunder were also born there. Do you root for them as well? They were actually born in Seattle. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That is true. Technically, they were born in Seattle, but they changed their birth certificate. They got dual citizenship That's right. in, in, the, in the United States. Uh, Jihei Arash, Clippers, Lakers, off to. I know it's only a couple games in, and we don't want to start you know, getting crazy here. What are your guys' initial assessments of what's going on in Los Angeles basketball? Well, I'll take the Lakers and let GK talk about the Clippers. I don't think it's too early to get crazy when they get blown out by the Suns the way that they did. And then losing, uh, when you have a 26-point lead in the storied history of the Lakers franchise, they have never lost a 26-point lead. Uh, That's crazy. And so I, I don't know if there's a quick fix. I did caution people that this was going to take some time. I didn't think all the pieces would fit at the beginning. That being said, I didn't think that they would look as bad as they have. Again, go back to the preseason where they don't win a single game in the preseason. Then, you know, go to the season where they're not, not only two on three, but they just look really bad. The two wins, like the, they, they won, but like they didn't look good. So I am concerned. I know we're just five games in, but I am concerned about this team. Did not have high expectations for the Clippers, but uh, Jihei, uh, she also didn't expect them to get blown up by Cleveland at home. Yeah, that was an extremely disappointing loss. But um, as far as the Clippers are concerned, as far as like playoff contention and all the good stuff, I mean, if they get, you know, the sixth rank, um, then I'll be happy with that. I, I have really low expectations, especially considering that Kawhi is going to be out for pr- pretty much majority of the season. Um, he might like show up towards the end, but even that isn't really going to give them the upper hand or give them any chances. Um, I love how Zoo's playing right now. Zubak is playing. Uh, I think he he doesn't get as much credit as a lot of other players on that team uh, like what he's doing. But um, yeah, they're they're going to need a little bit more. Uh, help and uh, we actually just talked to Nick Hamilton who brought up a really great point um, saying that they might have to do something the second half of the season in free agency 
um, in order for stuff to move forward. So, um, and for them to be in playoff contention and maybe go up in those ranks, but I got low expectations for the Clippers. And I mean, if you really truly are a Clipper fan and I go back to like 97, like the fact that they made it past the second round last season is phenomenal. So I'll take what I can get. Yeah. I think everyone has low expectations for them. So that's good. Yeah. I mean, I think it's honestly, they've kind of made their bed. They can't move Paul George because uh, they've already signed Kawhi. And like that would just kind of be why would you sign Kawhi if you were going to end up moving Paul George? It's almost a dead season, unfortunately, for them to evaluate and see who they can maybe bring in as a third star. But the thing with the Lakers is you bring up that Grizzlies game. Like if Ja Moran hits his free throws, like we say on our yeah. show, then mm -hmm. it, we, it goes to overtime. Could be a different outcome. And that Ja Moran is excellent, by the way. But it's kind of like you know, tower of straw, tower of sticks, depending on, you know, where you come from and what, and what your uh, method of build, building that tower is. Um, but if the lake, if one of the three Lakers guys are out, then boom goes the dynamite, even with like Russ and AD playing well, like Russ and AD playing extremely well, like they still can't get it done. It's just, they're too old and there's not enough depth there. It's kind of unfortunate. I don't, yeah. I don't even think it has anything to do with Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, and LeBron. No. And LeBron obviously was out the last two games, um, but they won one of those games. But it's the rest of the guys, and I think they might end up replacing five of those rotational pieces by the time the end of the season happens, by the time no. the playoffs roll around. And I expect this team to still be a playoff team. Let me ask you this, Arash. If LeBron, let's say LeBron plays obviously this year, give him two, three more years, you know, we'll see if Bronny gets into the league, gets drafted by Charlotte. Next thing you know, LeBron's in Charlotte. Uh, <laughs> and he only wins one title. Is his tenure with the Lakers still a success? Yeah, I, I think he had to win a championship, and people can say what they want about that championship. I actually think that was one of the harder titles to win when you're in Florida oh, yeah. for a hundred days. I mean, uh, that Lakers team was a very good team. I mean, people forget before the kind of the world changed that weekend, they beat Milwaukee. They beat the Clippers. I thought that they had finally hit this point in the season where I'm like, okay, they're the best team. And then the world shuts down, the, the league shuts down. So they were the champions that year. I sort of compare it to Will Chamberlain, where he only won one championship here. He played the the end of his career here. I think he played his like last five years here. So listen, he would love to have obviously more than one, but I think he's done enough. He's won a championship here where they will definitely retire. I don't know what the, the 23, they're not going to retire two numbers, but they'll, they'll retire one of his probably number 23. And um, I think it's a, it's a success. It's not as big of a success as I think he would have liked. I think he would have wanted to win more than one. But listen, just that one, when you consider all that that team went through in terms of how bad they were, I mean, historically bad during a period of, I don't know, six years or more, uh, that the, the one championship makes it a successful run. Yeah, I mean, you can't look at it as a failure. I mean, he brings a title back to L.A. Yeah. And you look at the same thing with Cleveland, right? He, he only won one in Cleveland. Yeah. You can't really yeah. call that a failure either. So, I mean, you, you played it to win at least a championship, and he got it done. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think we talk about this all the time on our show. We had uh, George Niang, who plays for the 76ers. Uh, big shout-out to him on our show. And we asked him the question, like, in your lifetime, do you ever think the Kings or the Magic will win a title? And he said, probably not. 
Yeah. That's just, you know, because it, it's hard to win a title in the NBA because you get that one player and it's just tough to take those guys down. Like Giannis, like Giannis, Giannis only gets one in Milwaukee. Giannis only gets one. In, like Kawhi got one in Toronto and I was only there for a year. And they'll probably make a statue out of the guy. Um, yeah. Baseball, Dodgers fall short. What are you guys thinking y'all have to do next season? Do you re-sign Scherzer? Do you bring back Kershaw? What do you do with Seager? You have Trey Turner there. I assume he's gone. What are your moves you're making in the offseason to ensure you're back in the mix? You know, you know, when they made that trade for Scherzer and Trey Turner, it was a fantastic trade. But then my one concern was, okay, they, they, they're making this trade for Trey Turner because they know Corey Seager is going to demand so much that he may be gone. Um, I would love for them to bring back Max Scherzer just – I mean, he was so tremendous and it was really sad at the end of the day, you know, I'm in Atlanta for game six. And as soon as like, I check into the hotel room, I get this text. Like, I don't think a Scherzer's not pitching game six. And I don't even think if they win, he's going to pitch game seven. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I, so um, the Dodgers will always be in contention because of the payroll that they have and that they could produce and the guys that they can bring in. So I'm not concerned about that. I think Kershaw comes back. I think Kelly Jansen comes back. Chris Taylor, I would love to see come back. I mean, guys who produce for this team in the postseason, when you look at Seager, when you look at Chris Taylor, those are the kind of guys that I want back. They were running on fumes at the end. And so they may have beaten the Giants in the divisional series, but it just took so much from them because they really wanted to win the, the division. So they played right up until 162, played the wild card game, played a five game series with the Giants. And at, at the end of the day, if they found a way to beat the Braves, they would have gone to the World Series without Scherzer, without Kershaw, without Justin Turner, without Max Muncie. I mean, they would have been a shell of themselves. And so a part of me, as I'm usually not this fan, I would much rather lose to the Braves in the championship series as opposed to lose to Houston in the World Series. But they just need – I mean, I, want, I don't want to say just bring back all the guys, but I do think that they'll try to bring back the majority of the guys. The one guy that I think is for sure gone, and I hate to say it, is Corey Seager because when you make that trade for Trey Turner, it's, that's part of the reason there. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, that that's the unfortunate part. I think that Seeker is is probably gone. Going to go and get that big payday. Um, I think to bring back Scherzer would be a huge coup. Uh, I don't know if it's going to happen, but it would be great. Um, they're definitely probably just for sentimental reasons going to keep Kershaw because they want him to be done as a Dodger and yeah. just that solidify his career as a Dodger. So I think they're going to probably just resign him for again sentimental reasons. Um, I'd love to see uh, Kenley still on. Kenley still has well, a little bit left on his contract, agent. right? Yeah. yeah so, I, leave, but I, think he'll come back. I mean, I would love to see Kenley just resign because, um, uh, and I've given him a lot of grief over the years as not being like the ultimate closer, but he proved me wrong this year. Yeah. So, um, love to have him back. Uh, love to have like just a strong bullpen, you know, because that's obviously something that the Dodgers um, are really, really good at is keeping that bullpen pretty tight. So it'd be great. And obviously Bellinger is coming back. Like yeah, there's, yeah. Just, there's no way that they're not, they're going to let him go or anything like that. And I think he still has a couple of years left on this contract, but yeah. So um, just keep that bullpen strong. I think that would be my suggestion. Yeah. And the bullpen is used a lot this postseason. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Just look ran to, into the ground. You just kind of look to the modern age of baseball too. I mean, bullpens are getting used so much. Oh, yeah. and it's so valuable to have an elite bullpen. And you're right. How can they let Kershaw go after all he's done for LA? <laughs> 
with Seager, though, we talked about in the first segment. I mean, is it really that big of a deal to let him go? I mean, it's not really a reliable player. It's not because he's not a good talent, but because he can't stay healthy, right? I mean, how many seasons have we gone seeing that we're like, okay, is this the year that Seager fully puts it together without any injuries? And, you know, he, he he's in the MVP race and he takes the Dodgers to the promised land. Just haven't seen it, you know? Maybe it's just time to kind of let it go and let Turner take over. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's when they make that trade – and again, Trey Turner is incredible. Now, he has not produced that much, I mean, or produced as well in the postseason, but I think they make that trade and get Turner because they know Corey Seager is gone. And I, and I hate to say it because, again, you want to keep guys who produce in the postseason. And I just go back to a year ago when he was the MVP of the World Series. I'm like, man, you hate to lose a player like that. But to your point, he has not been healthy 100% of the time. And, um, yeah, I think he's the one Dodger that I've, I were to say who's most likely gone, it would be Corey. Yeah, I think it's uh, almost as we say on our show, D. Jack Hobbs locking in for 20 million rupee that he <laughs> is. Yeah, he, who doesn't like a good Slumdog Millionaire reference? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's that he's gone. I mean, I think Trey's better. You have Gavin Lux. It's time to really see what he can do in a full time role at second base. Um, but Kershaw, we were having this debate. We're brought to you by Side of Debate. Guys, go to Side of Debate. It's the best. Debate anything you want there. It's awesome. Uh, J.J. Watt's also out for the year now. Who's got more left in the tank, would you, what do you guys say? J.J. Watt or Clayton Kershaw? And at their best, who's better? Well, I think Kershaw at his best is just one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Now, I, I just hate that it kind of broke down for him in the postseason. I don't think that the Dodgers did him a ton of favors pitching on short rest. I hated what they did to Walker Buehler. I'm not saying that these guys shouldn't produce or can't produce, but you're putting guys in a position not to succeed. So Clayton Kershaw, regular season, one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Postseason, so glad that he actually got a World Series, had a good postseason his great i mean he is so great and i this is not a joke i mean they should build a statue of kershaw i mean i mean that's why i want to see him retire with the team he's been fantastic um i do think he's done i i would want him to see him come back uh but i well football's different for what yeah, yeah no i mean here's the thing is that like you got you got jj who's a phenomenal player i'm not saying he isn't but the man gets hurt every year, every like year. every year. Like he's, he's not healthy. <laughs> like uh, name one season where he's been healthy in the last, like what, five years, five seasons. And also football is a different game, right? It's a lot more physical. You're going to granted, I get it. Baseball has 162 games. I understand that, but football every single day matters. And those guys go through the grind and they play hurt all the time. Like these guys, they twist an ankle. They're like, okay, we can like, we can put you on IR for like a couple like a week or so or 10 days or whatever we can afford that in football. You can't do that. It's just two different games, but in answering your question, Kershaw, 100%, yeah. just because he has produced so much more, I think. And he's actually one. Um, yeah. If we're going to really bear knows this. Um, yeah. He's actually one. So I'll, well, I'll take Kershaw all day. In his defense, in JJ's defense, he spent most of his years with the Texans, and we all sure. know yeah. what kind of franchise <laughs> that we all know what kind of franchise that is. So the fact that they even won ten plus games at certain points, oh, is, it's, it's phenomenal. It's a miracle. And <laughs> getting back to twenty sixteen, he's played two. So he's, he's only played two full seasons, basically. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, yeah. Kershaw. I, I want the Kershaw statue. Yeah, I'm here Pretty for nice. it. 
I love yeah. this kind of Koufax Kershaw thing for them, just because I mean Dodger. And again, I don't remember Koufax obviously, but just the history of the game, what those two guys have meant. Well, and also if you look at film and see what Koufax did, like yeah. it's pretty phenomenal. So yeah. um, I actually have a question for you, Josh. <laughs> um, just really, really quick, how was that fish concert? I oh gotta my know. God, do we talk about this? I got to know, man. I got to know. Nick went. Nick. So we did two nights. We did. Uh, I'll tell everybody because we went to Chula Vista one night for the first night, sat in the lawn. We had a great time. A lot of great laughs, which is different than the typical concert that I'll go to for to go see Dead & Co. If you haven't, um, they're at the Hollywood Bowl this weekend, Friday, Saturday. I saw them in Dallas a couple weeks ago, but Saturday night, Sunday night. Sorry. I had never been to the forum for a show. Oh, and- wow. Outside of Madison Square Garden, it's my new favorite place to see a concert. I The lights were amazing. The sound is... You have to see... I'm officially in on outside of Red Rocks, concert inside. You can't sway me on that. But thank you for remembering that. I didn't even realize we discussed that. Yeah, that's like my... It's my go-to. Appreciate you checking in on the concert. For anyone who hasn't seen Fish, go see them. If Unless you don't want your life changed or to experience <laughs> a lot today. It was uh, an interesting environment to say the least. Oh, the environment. Yeah, <laughs> the people watching it. That thing is like, listen, you know, obviously go listen to a Rasha show, Jihei show, and go listen to our show. But if you want a break from listening to sports radio, go watch uh, the people outside of these concerts because there is some entertaining uh, folks out there for sure. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, what Kershaw and Koufax have meant uh, for the Dodgers is pretty remarkable. Um, and honestly, do you guys think keeping it in Los Angeles baseball, what about the angels on the other side? Where do they go from here? Well, you know, I kept telling people like, even if you're not a fan of the team, go watch Shohei Otani. You're never going to see something like that again, in terms of what he's doing, you know, but it, 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 it's not a quick fix there because, you know, if Trout's healthy, that's one thing that certainly helps. And by the way, I mean, it's so bummed that a player like Mike Trout has not had a significant postseason. The one postseason he went to, they got swept by Kansas City. And I'm like, like the greatest player is not on a team that's a contender. And, and it's not that they don't spend, but man, I, I, there's not a quick fix there. There's not they, a quick they fix. They spend in the there. wrong areas, really. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's an issue. You, you got to kind of feel for, for the Angels fans, but um, yeah, I, I think that they just, maybe they're just cursed um, when yeah, it comes for sure. to getting, you know, when it comes to getting these players that are phenomenal and, and you know, Shohei Otani and, and Mike Trout and then just not building around, like trying to build around them, but then injuries happen or whatever. So I just, I don't know, maybe they're just going to have to get lucky. That sounds horrible because it's not really <laughs> analytical, but maybe they're just going to have to get lucky. I think maybe they just need to reboot Angels in the Outfield. Yeah. Let's see if we can spark some magic from there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's interesting because I don't think that's something that applies or can apply to another sport, right? Wow. Like another, like in the NFL or in basketball. I mean, obviously in basketball, if you have a guy like Trout, who is a generational oh, talent, yeah. you're going to be in the playoffs every single year. No matter what. Like if you have two of the best players in the league, I mean you're a playoff team, you're in the contention. Right. But yeah, baseball's not like baseball's that. Baseball's not like that. It's just the worst sport for him to play in. Yeah, <laughs> he should have picked a different. He should have been a wide receiver. Honestly, maybe he had more luck to get to the playoffs. It's it's yeah. it's Hamilton gets injured, Pujols gets injured, Rendon comes off an historic year, he gets signed there. All of a sudden, he can't play. And then Trout as well, like the minute Otani arrived, it's like, all right, my turn to get hurt. It is honestly blasted, but I, I, I just had to bring it up because we were talking about Otani before. Yeah. He just is such a phenomenal talent. Uh, we're going to let you guys rock and roll. Thank you so much for joining us. But before we go, 
for Nick's sake, give our boy Nikki Snack some good news. Who's your pick for the next skipper for the pods? Well, listen, Bruce Bochy should come home, right? I mean, you're talking about a former player, former coach, former manager, three-time World Series champion, knows the division inside and out. You can. There's other names. I like Bruce Bochy. So, Oz, are we are we out on an Ozzy Guillen? Yes. Okay. At least I am. If okay. I was running things, if I was AJ Preller, I would be like, hey, Bruce Bochy, come on home. Come back home. I, I love Bruce Bochy. I mean, I want yeah. him to be our next manager as well. And he lives in Poway, so yeah. it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. The question is if he actually wants the job. That's the thing. And then when you hire a, a pitching coach before you hire the manager, it's not a great sign, but we'll see. I don't know. Art before the, cart before the horse. Yeah, right. and, but yeah, to close it out, Arash is D-Jack. Back to Slumdog Millionaire on Bruce Bochy. <laughs> And he is B. Ricky Pontig on Ozzy Gian. Arash G. Hey. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Arash G. Hey, thanks for joining us. Go check them out, guys. Their show is awesome. We'll run it back soon. Y'all take care. Have a great weekend. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thank you for joining us. Please catch the Charity Stripe every Thursday at 6 p.m. on the Mightier 1090 AM SoCal Sports Talk. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.